in the dead of night, when the moon is high and ill winds blow, and the banshees cry and the moonlight casts an unearthly glow, arise, my love, with tales of woe. Twelve midnight, the paranormal hour. Welcome to Ghost to Ghost. I'm your host, Chief Lawson. Ghost to Ghost is a podcast to discuss all paranormal and parapsychology subjects. You can find Ghost to Ghost on all major formats. So tell your friends, tell your family. Come listen to Ghost to Ghost. Topic for tonight is Krampus versus Saint Nick. As we get closer and closer to the holiday season, it just seemed fitting that we should cover the story and tradition of Krampus. My guest tonight is Heather Lawson, the trainer on Spirit. Hello. And I want to welcome everybody out there listening. We all know who St. Nick is, but who's Krampus, you ask? Krampus is a folklore of Central European mountain region and Germanic roots. It's an uh, anthrop... Wow, I I practiced this three times before we went on air. Anthropomorphic? Yeah, anthropomorphic figure described as a half-goat, half-demon. In other words, it's several creatures all formed into one. That's the actual terminology there. Um, And I want to do a quick shout-out to my barber, Jenny, who owns uh, Max Barbershop in Wanamaker. If you're listening, Jenny, thank you so much for being one of our listeners tonight. And a shout-out to her. If you want a really good haircut, go to Max. They've got wonderful barbers on staff, and they still do straight razor shaves and hot towels, guys. Okay, so Krampus is the companion of St. Nicholas, and we all know who St. Nicholas is. They travel together to different homes, and St. Nicholas rewards good children with gifts. But if you made the naughty list, then Krampus punishes you. Uh, how may you ask? Well, he takes you and eats you, drowns you, or drags you to hell. No second-time offenders in this program. Others believe, well, that he simply distributes coal. This is where the American tradition of dispensing coal to bad kids come from. You know, at Christmas time, we have this little bag of coal, okay, and it sits on our mantle by all the stockings. And one of the biggest things that our children and grandchildren have fun doing is moving the bag to someone's stocking during the night. We've had times where children will get up in the middle of the night, go move the bag on a sibling's stocking, and go back to bed, only to find out in the morning someone else got up after them and moved it back. Oh, yeah, they love that. Uh, it, it usually ends up on your stocking, though. Yeah, that's usually where it stops, and I don't worry too much or about it. Or the cats. It. Yeah, the cats got it several times, so I have to laugh. But yes, we actually put up stockings for everyone that comes in to visit at Christmas, and it's got to be a big thing of moving the bag of coal around. My dad gets it a couple times. Yeah, it's always kind of fun. Uh, the origin of Krampus is not really known. He dates back to pre-Christian era in the Alpine regions and some cultures, uh, also in Germany. He is considered to be the king of witches in some respects. Um, the first time his written account was published was in 1958. Many theories uh, exist, but no hard facts can be proven, and opinions, traditions, and lore vary wildly. Uh, we take a, at this point, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with 
Tonight, Ghost Ghost is brought to you by Exix Art ABC. Greater Annapolis area artist John Exix II. He is your go-to guy for artwork, bagpiping, or caricatures, and even fun painting parties. He hosts many wine and canvas parties. This guy's great. He's a good friend of mine and Heather's, and we've known him for a very long time. He also makes a great drinking companion. Uh, you can follow him at xxartabc.wordpress.com. You can find him at facebook.com forward slash xxart. Uh, you can uh, Instagram him at xxart underscore abc. And uh, he's also society6.com forward slash xxart. And if you get a chance, reach out to him. You like his Facebook page, help him out there. He does fantastic work. Welcome back. Uh, to our episode tonight on Krampus. Not sure when Krampus was paired with St. Nick, but believed to be during the St. Nicholas Festival. Yes, the St. Nicholas Festival is held every December from the 5th through the 6th, which is considered to be the Feast of St. Nicholas. The 5th being the Krampus Day. During the feast, it is common to see St. Nick and Krampus together, parading through the streets, visiting homes and businesses in European areas. Tradition is on the eve of the 5th of December to leave a shot of schnapps, either Krampus schnapps or rumpled mints, on the front porch to keep Krampus from entering your home. You know, Krampus schnapps is very unique. It's very hard to find. It's an alcohol that has uh, many herbs and it's kind of a herbal liqueur. We want to shout out to Chuckanut Bay Distillery uh, for making Krampus herbal liqueur. And so you can look that up on the internet. Again, that name is Chuckin' Up Bay. And if Chuckin' Up Bay would like to sponsor us, we're always open to that. If you'd like to send a complimentary bottle of Campus Herbal Liquor, reach out to us. We'll give you an address. We'll, we'll be, tell you what we think. We'll be more than happy. Yeah, we'll be more happy to sample that and get back with you and let you know. Another tradition is to purchase two candles, one for Krampus and one for St. Nick, to burn and burn them both on the night of the 5th of December. In both Europe and America, celebrations parades have sprung up to celebrate St. Nicholas Day. St. Nicholas and Krampus parade through the town in some celebration. Persons are encouraged to dress like Krampus, much like a Halloween parade in December. The celebration has grown. In some regions in Europe, the celebration has turned into a bit of a Mardi Gras or Carnival celebration with great inebriation and festivities. One town in Bavaria has barred any public celebrations in 2019 because of the fallout from the 2018 celebration. Heather, isn't there a festival in Bloomington? There was a festival in Bloomington. The last year was their last uh, year of holding their Krampus Festival. Well, I tell you, um, I want to tell you a little story about John Exix. John, again, uh, John is the owner of Exix Art or Exix Art ABC. Uh, John and I go way, way back. We're both brother masons and shriners. And John took a big interest in Krampus. He was probably one of the reasons that uh, I originally made the YouTube video prior to this several years ago. <clears throat> and uh, just so you know, he lives in a fifty-five uh, and over community. 
And and he figured out within that community there's three kinds of people. You know, group one, uh, probably the largest, the people who don't give a flipping flop about anything Krampus-orientated. Honestly, most of these people have probably not heard of Krampus, and if they have maintained an eh, attitude about anything Krampus, which is absolutely fine. Uh, let's face it, there are plenty of niche interests, and most of the population don't give a flipping uh, flying about any of these. So... Group number two, perhaps the smallest but most vocal, they only know of Krampus by having seen an illustration or two and perhaps saw the horns, Krampus sports, and that slimy tongue, you know, coming out of a beastly face and decided they want nothing to do with him and have worked to keep him off of any community social media. Uh, group two people probably, or at least have allegedly said, Krampus images have no business being associated with Christmas. Ironically, it's probably these same people who've told their young children at one time or another over the years to be good boys and girls because if they didn't they get sticks or coal at christmas we used to hear it called switches and uh not realizing the sticks and coals at christmas come straight from krampus tales note it could be uh very well be group number two consists of only one person only one person knows and that person isn't saying so anyway <laughs> the third group of these folks is a small but fun group love christmas and all the traditions associated with it including krampus and, cre and interestingly this group has a lot of fun with krampus traditions and have uh, those fun interests and laughter fueled year-long by the mindset of the group two people. Note, none of the group two people are actually known by the group three people. An offer was made once by group three persons to meet with group two people to have friendly chat on neutral ground about any harmless fun aspects of the old age Krampus traditions. Group number two person never responded to the offer. And that's if there is only one person in group two, we're not admitting to that. So anyway, <laughs> deny, 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 deny by advice of counsel. Uh, a very famous shrine lawyer told me that many years ago. Thanks, Phil. Interestingly, the trophy for scariest costume at the community Halloween party this last year went to, wait for it, you guessed it, John Hexix for a Krampus costume. And so... Um, for those who want to declare themselves safe from Krampus, there are several products uh, that are doing it available. And uh, you'll find one of them at uh, https colon forward slash forward slash society6.com forward slash xxart. Uh, you'll also find there coffee mugs, travel mugs, pillows, placemats. I don't think any of these will save you from Krampus, but they certainly will be appreciated by if you purchase them by John. Uh, even serving trays for using during the festive holiday season. So there you go. Uh, John told me this story about you know his uh, new neighbors and, and the thoughts and everything. And a lot of people do mistake a lot of this because they really don't know what Krampus is. And when they look at him, they think he's the devil, and we've heard a lot of he things. He does kind of have that kind of look. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, the half-goat kind of look. And we actually have a garden flag that stays out front that we put out during the Krampus celebration. And we usually put a couple candles. Now, we put them outside on the front porch, <clears throat> and we let them burn. And it's more for fun. You know, we're not worried about Krampus coming, but, you know. We don't have any kids that stays on the Fifth, no, and, and much like John, I like to have fun with my neighbors. They all try to figure out what I'm doing next. And they're not sure why I have candles out on the front porch, but they all take interest in it. So one of these days they may find this, listen, and find out why I have candles on the front porch. Um, also, I found out that, um, uh, just so everyone knows, there is a Krampus, Indiana, I believe it is. Yeah, Krampus Society of Indiana. 
Yes, and they are actually doing a few things. Uh, we found out that the Antheneum downtown, uh, it's one of the German clubs. They, downtown Indianapolis. Yeah, downtown Indianapolis, yes. Uh, thank you. And um, they have a Krampus night. Now, it's actually, this was taped in 2022, and it's being held on the 3rd, December the 3rd. But you can look it up and ask. You might. I'm sure that the uh, Society has a website. We don't have it right here in front of us. But um, there are some parades, and they've been talking about doing a parade again. <laughs> Even though the one ended in, in uh, Bloomington, but they've been talking about that. You can get Krampus outfits online. Uh, I was looking at one on, on uh, Amazon, and uh, it's kind of cool. I think it's a fun tradition if it's taken in a, in a very fun, you know, atmosphere. So, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, having said that, again, big shout out to John Exix. Thank you so much. He's home and busy tonight, so he couldn't be with us. Um for someone making of the costume, making a Krampus costume, printing is just a big part of the Christmas celebration itself. Just a load of fun. So, depictions of Saint Nick is he appears as a typical bishop investments, which you know Saint Nicholas is considered to be a saint, especially in Catholicism. He carries a golden rod with a basket of golden branches and a bag of toys. Now, obviously, you know the kids get the toys, and uh, I I don't know if the branches have anything to do with Yule logs or so not. So, is that why Krampus? It's kind of opposite with his bag and his sticks to beat the children? Yeah, I think so. You know, Krampus images vary from region to region. As a general rule, he has a goat horns and face and either hooved clothes or one hooved and one human foot and a Santa black boot. Pointed tongue and ears, fur covered either in brown or black, and he has fangs. So he carries with him a bundle of silver birch sticks to be used as switches. Now we see these silver birch sticks. He carries these on the back in a wicker basket, and Heather's laughing because every time we go through Menards, we find these bundles of, uh, uh, and everybody can gladly uh, comment and let us know uh, what they what they're saying about these. But we find them, and they're ungodly outrageous. I mean, the yeah. Now I told her, I said, you know, we just need to grow birches, and we just cut them every December, and we could be, you know. You know, in the money, it uh, it's incredible, but it's just odd that he carries a bunch of silver birch sticks in his bag, um, in this wicker basket. The wicker basket is also made to hold children in coal. He uses a wood walking stick and usually has bells and chains on it. In modern depictions, he has more of a sexual overtone. In parades, these costume Krampuses tend to chase women, especially well endowed women. Aha! Yeah, I need to get a costume. Anyway, <laughs> companions of St. Nick and Krampus are Black Pete's, who assists St. Nick, Woodsman, uh, and Angels, who also assist St. Nick. And then we have Krampus's minions. I wonder if those are little yellow guys with the goggles. <laughs> you know, make you who wonder. Knows? The modern revival of Krampus and St. Nick Festival here in both America, in America began in 2012 with the publishing of Ger Gerald Brahms' book the yule lord and in 2015 universal studios released a a horror movie called krampus it's it's an okay movie it's not horrible yeah i think that may have generated opinions too in those group two people or group could be <laughs> Since which time, popular culture seems to be working Krampus in every aspect of video games, even graphic novels. You know, we actually seen a few Krampus statues, and they're yeah. hard to find. We we catch them on occasion. There, there's quite a few um, miniatures and on Etsy, and quite a 
you can quite you can find quite a few thing uh, Krampus items on Etsy. Well, there you go. So come December the fifth, remember to leave a shot on the front porch, light your Krampus candle, light your Saint Nick candle, candle, and hope he passes you by. From all of us at Spirit to all of you, happy Krampus Day. Say good night, Heather. Good night, Heather. All right, listeners. Welcome to Ghost Story of the Day. Today's presenter will be Jennifer Vern, our research manager on spirit. Today's story from A Ghost in a Day by Maureen Wood and Ron Kolick. The Woman in Scarlet, Boston Harbor, Massachusetts. During the Revolutionary War, William Burton and his wife Mary were aboard a British ship blockading Boston Harbor. A cannonball fired from Long Island Battery struck the ship, splintering the hull. A flying shard, like a dagger, drove into the back of Mary's skull. Poor Mary did not die instantly. Rather, she suffered for days, all the while pleading to her husband not to bury her at sea. On behalf of Mary, a flag of truce was waved, and William was granted permission to come ashore with her body. Before he buried her at East Head, he lovingly sewed her remains into a red blanket and promised to return. In 1804, fishermen stranded on the island, not far from Mary's marker, started a fire to keep warm. They were at first startled by the eerie moans, then by the ghostly apparition of a woman wearing a scarlet cloak. As she strode by, the blood dripping from a wound to her head was clearly visible. Moments later, she disappeared over the dunes. Mary was also spotted during the War of 1812, when Private William Little reported a story nearly identical to the fisherman. Perhaps Mary is still waiting for her husband's promise of a return to be fulfilled. Thanks for listening to Ghost to Ghost. Again, I'm your host, Chief Lawson. You can find Ghost to Ghost on all major formats on the 15th and 30th of the month at midnight. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, maybe have a question or subject you'd like to ask about on air, or be used on the show, please email us at ghost2ghost at spiritindiana.com, ghost2ghost at spiritindiana.com. I want to thank my production staff on Spirit, Jennifer Vern, our research manager and our producer, and Heather Lawson, our trainer on Spirit and our podcast director for helping make these podcasts possible. My chief of staff, Andrew Books, for his guidance and help on the scripts, and everyone else involved. Thank you so much. See you next time. Until then, stay safe and remember the truth is out there. Good night. Ghost to Ghost podcast and its contents is the property of Spirit Paranormal LTD, all rights reserved. We welcome you to download and play the podcast and share with others for personal use. You may not, except with written permission, use or distribute its contents for commercial use. Spirit Indiana Paranormal, covering the Hoosier State since 2002, Indy's oldest parapsychology investigation group. If you're experiencing what you believe to be paranormal issues, reach out to us for help at www dot spiritindiana.com or call our hotline at 317-883-9103 again that is www.spiritindiana.com or our hotline at 317-883-9103 thank you for listening take care of yourself and the ones you love and be safe out there